Jill Bennett in for Simi Sarah. Well, starting today, British Columbians can get the help they need much more conveniently at their local pharmacy as 21 minor ailments can now be treated and prescribed by a pharmacist. We're talking about things like allergies, shingles and contraception, at least some types of contraception. Joining us to talk a little bit more about this is Chris Chu, president of the BC Pharmacy Association. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning, Joe. With this increase in prescribing powers and helping, how, how much busier do you think, or how are pharmacists going to be dealing with this? You know what, I think that will definitely help um, in terms of uh, the healthcare system. And initially, we expect it to be a little bit busier for the first month just because of the fact that there's going to be questions and uncertainty as to what the pharmacists exactly can do. Um, so if I can, a couple of examples The first one quickly is allergies. This past allergy season that just occurred before this announcement, um, people would come in and say, oh, I have an allergy. We would actually go through the different options, assess them, and then go through the different options that are over the counter. And the patient would say, oh, we've tried all that. It's not working. Then we'd have to send them into the doctor. Well, for those ones, we actually now can prescribe medications at this point. If those over-the-counter medications did not work, and we, we definitely determined that it is an allergy. Um, so it actually increases our ability to give them different options. The other one, though, um, urinary tract infections is another minor ailment that we could actually prescribe for. So if the patient comes in, gives us their symptoms, and says, oh, I've got a high fever, I see a little bit of blood in my urine, and actually it's been occurring for over two weeks now, well, for that person, we would say, you know, you need to go in to see your doctor. Um, we, let's help to see if we can get you into an urgent care center or to your family physician right away so that we can actually get you treated uh, with the appropriate therapy at that point. Right. So in a scenario like that, even if the person says that they have these symptoms and maybe they've, they've dealt with this before, the pharmacist then would still refer them to a doctor or could the pharmacist give, give the prescription directly to that person? If it's actually that severe where um, we've assessed and, and determined that uh, their symptom would, is more severe than just a minor ailment, and that's the key word that is a minor ailment, we don't want to actually mask it by prescribing something and then having it get worse. So if we find that, uh, particularly for that case where it's been longer than usual and other complicating factors as well too, we will send them to the physician right away. But if they come in and said, oh, it just started, there's a little bit of pain, and I've had it before, then at that point, we would actually feel comfortable prescribing an antibiotic to help them get um, the, the needed medications right away. Right. And what about follow-up? Does somebody, because in a case with a doctor, you might follow up with your doctor if maybe you're not feeling better after you've taken the antibiotics or, or something. Would people then be coming back and checking back in with the pharmacist? So that's exactly what would happen is actually if they've actually already um, gone to their doctor, initiated therapy already as well too, and there's no improvement with that therapy after three or four days, um, we would actually send them back to their doctor right away because there's something definitely happening at that point. Uh, But if it's with us, for example, um, where we did initiate therapy and after, you know, three to four days, we actually would counsel them to tell them when to expect to see improvement in symptoms talk about side effects and such kind of thing. And if after the prescribed time that they should see improvement, but they do not, again, we would actually encourage them to see um, a primary care provider like a physician at that point for a further diagnosis.
All right. Will this change, do you think, the way people are interacting with pharmacists when they go to the pharmacy? Because often you're just, not just, but you're talking to somebody across the counter, whether it's uh, when you're talking and getting a prescription and then picking it up. Uh, this is a, this will be more personal information. So will that change as far as the amount of time and how that interaction takes place? Most certainly. Um, so if a patient comes in with a particular, one of those minor ailments or are looking for a contraception, we would actually bring them to a private area where we could actually discuss with them. Many pharmacies already right now have a private counseling um, office or semi-private counseling booths where they can actually have that interaction with the patient, sit down, have that private interaction, and then actually make the assessment and uh, the appropriate diagnosis with the appropriate therapy at that point as well too. So it will definitely be more personal. All right. Uh, you mentioned as well being able to, uh, that pharmacists in BC are now able to authorize to prescribe birth control uh, contraception. Uh, that's a big change. So what will that look like? Um, the same thing is actually, well, it sounds like a big change, not necessarily massive um, because a lot of our pharmacists and all pharmacy, in fact, all pharmacists, in fact, actually graduate, have gone extensive um, learnings with the various therapies, contraception, so we're all ready. We already have the knowledge behind it. It's just in the past we actually had to send them to a physician for the initial diagnosis. However, this time around, because we, we have the prescribing powers, we would be able to actually assess the patient and actually apply, uh, prescribe appropriate therapy at that point. And is it all types of contraception or are there only limited ones that pharmacists will be able to prescribe? Yeah, it's all uh, contraceptions, um, IUDs and such kind of thing. So we would actually obviously have to work with the prescriber at that point if it's actually something that requires a physician to um, administer or insert. Uh, but other than that, yes, um, other contraceptives, the regular contraceptives, we definitely would be able to prescribe and get the patients on their way. Right. So oral contraception like pills and such, but uh, we even uh, I know subdermal implants are on the list. Is that something that a doctor or a physician would still have to do? No, we would actually be able to prescribe it, um, depending on which one it is, if it's an injection, because of the change in scope of practice, the pharmacist would be able to inject right away as well, too. Uh, but if it's anything that requires more than that, um, yes, the physician would need to be involved at that point. So it really depends. But the oral contraceptives, for sure, are ones that um, we could prescribe and then have the counsel the patient and then have them on the way and do appropriate follow-up if needed at that point. Uh, since this first started changing, and I know there are more powers that come into effect as of today, but uh, when this first started changing as far as expanding the role that pharmacists play, uh, have you seen a big increase in people that are taking advantage of that and coming to see pharmacists for those exp- the, the things that are in the expanded roles? Almost certainly, actually, as you can see with the injections, um, when the ministry actually announced that the pharmacists would be helping with the COVID vaccine, um, there was actually a, a massive uptake at that point, um, just because of easier access. Um, another one was actually when they expanded our ability to be able to um, uh, refill prescriptions for a longer period of time, just because of the fact that there was actually less access, uh, more difficult access. We did find a significant uptake. I think that the uptake was well over 100% in terms of the number of prescriptions that we extended for patients up to two years um, when they were eligible.
Does it so help? We expect oh, the same sorry. thing. Sorry, we expect the same thing with this actually initial uh, minor ailment prescribing as well too. Uh, does it help as well? We often talk about people not having family doctors going to walk-in clinics. Will this help in that if somebody goes continually to the same pharmacist, everything's going to be on that file, and and the pharmacist will be able to track medications and what uh, somebody's health chart looks like? Yes, most certainly. Um, you know, when you look at pharmacies, there, there's um, we're open longer hours. Um, so, if, for example, somebody who is actually having that allergy symptom late in the evening, around 7 o'clock in the evening, they'd be able to go see their pharmacist and actually get that assessment if they're open and actually um, get the medications that they need. So we do find that there will be actually easier access. You know, with over 1,400 community pharmacies across the province, Starting today, there's about 1,100 that already have signed on, and we expect that by the end of the month, even more to be able to actually help patients and actually get the access that they need right away. All right. It's great to see that more people are taking advantage of this and that pharmacists are able to help get people their medications and prescriptions. Chris Chu, thank you so much for your time this morning. Great. Thank you. We're excited about this. All right. Chris Chu is the president of the BC Pharmacy Association. And again, looking at those expanded powers that come into effect today.